all of us do the same as we would do with you, okay? Who knows who lives in the land of good intentions? Anybody here live in the land of good intentions? Let me give you a few of the people that live in the land of good intentions. There are wealthy people, middle class people, and those on the lower side of the economic spectrum. They are different in varying ethnicities. They speak the languages of the world. They are uh, some fluent in computer language and techno geeks to be honest about. They're in the land of good intentions and those that could care less about computers and technology. There are those that are in the land of good intentions who always have a cell phone in their hand. And there are some in the land of good intentions that they could care less about cell phones, don't want one. In fact, they don't want any kind of phone. They just want to be left alone. There are all kinds of religions they represented in the land of good intentions. There are Christians and Jews and Muslims and Far Eastern religions and Middle Eastern faiths. And there are all <coughs> animists and voodoo and self-proclaimed messiahs in the land of good intentions. There are those that don't care about God in the land of good intentions. Agnostics and atheists and anti-God people. They're there. There are a lot of people in the land of good intentions that have political They're on the right, far right, the far left, and in the middle. And then there are some that are apolitical. They could care less about politics. There are professional people in the land of good intentions. Doctors, lawyers, CEOs, CFOs, professional sports people, and non-professionals. And there are those that only play amateur sports and just like to play pitch in the backyard with their kids. They live in the land of good intentions. They work in all kinds of fields as well, blue collar and white collar. There's some who weld for a living, some who work on cars, some who keep machinery moving and running. There are janitors and garbage collectors and all sorts of other kinds of professions. Tax collectors, you know, accountants, business people, they're all there. There are people in the land of good intentions that go to the elementary school that are that age to be in the first grade, second grade, third grade. Few preschoolers in the land of good intentions. There are a whole host of teenagers
second passage comes from James, the first chapter, verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Now, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat others like you want to be treated. If we're going to get out of the land of good intentions, folks, this morning, any of us, we've got to move on in our faith and our life and experience to experience the fullness and the power of God's grace in our lives, and we've got to be willing to make some changes. Now, some of you made some New Year's resolutions. I'm here to tell you, just by February, most of those will be broken or forgotten about. That's about how last, how long they last. Some of you will go the whole year. Some of you didn't really have any intention of going the whole year. You just wrote it out. I need to do this, this, or this to make somebody else happy. And you teenagers probably maybe had to square out an oath or something to your parents, whatever. What would help us get along better with people, folks, in our families? You know, this verse of scripture, and it's also found in Matthew 7, 12, is known as the golden rule of Jesus. It's the golden rule. It's the, it's the high watermark. It's the Mount Everest, if you will, of the Bible in regard to our relationship with other people and how we should treat other people. In fact, you track over here. It's the high bar on the pole bar.
fault. If you don't want something posted bad about you online, don't post something bad about somebody else online. Adults, that applies to you as well. You know, my, my daughter-in-law is a lawyer. You know where a lot of her comes from? Social media by people printing and posting slanderous things online. Good for her business. If you don't want somebody saying something bad about you online, you don't do that about them. You know, I mentioned one of my favorite paintings
that his grandchildren would be pulled out of the back of this truck. Little Sydney and John, sister with Sydney and little boy John, were being pulled out of the back seat of the truck. Helicopters were in transit already. They were being taken to Brownwood Hospital. But Dustin, the 10-year-old, was sitting <coughs> in the front seat with his father. His father was crushed. David was already dead. There wasn't anything they could do for the father. He, he's coming up on his 34th birthday. In fact, he would be buried five days later on his 34th birthday. <coughs> but Dustin, they got out of the truck. They were able to get him out and get him dog like And they care fly to him to Children's Hospital up here in Fort Worth. And he had multiple surgeries, and his face was all torn up, and he had everything put back together, and they miraculously got him out of the hospital in order so he could attend his father's funeral five days later on December the 14th on his father's 34th birthday. You say, well, what's that got to That doesn't have anything about doing for others what you have not done for yourself. Let me tell you the story. You see, Dustin brother and sister, they showed goats. They were 4-H and FFA. And Dustin had a, a goat that was a good goat. And he, it was going to be in the San Antonio cell. And if any of you have ever been to any of the cells of 4-H and FFA, San Antonio is what's called a terminal cell. Whatever you take down there, you're not coming home with it. It's going on with the truck. Even if it doesn't make the cell, you're giving that animal up. Believe me, I know. I've been there with my daughter, and I've seen little children cry. Young children. Yep. Sorry. That's what he said. Dustin, though, his goat was a really good show goat. Came in fourth place. Amazing thing. Jason, you know, the, the guy that was doing the auction, I think his name is Jason Finrath, we actually have <coughs> in our church. He, he was found out about the story, found out about Dustin, found out about all the expenses that he had had, Dustin Mangus in the hospital and everything. And so he, Jason spent, not spent that, spent the auctioneer and went around and he told all the people bidding that this boy had some bidding. When Dustin's goat came up for bid, it started out at $27,000. I don't know, $27,000. $27,000 for a good price for a goat. <laughs> then it went $35,000. Then fifty thousand, then seventy-five thousand, then it hit a hundred thousand, then a hundred and ten. Hundred and ten thousand is what the, the top of the line grand champion steer went for. Hundred and ten thousand dollars. And then it went over a hundred and ten thousand dollars to Marvin Rush Ranch and the Shining Star Ranch. When it closed out, it had a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for that fourth place show goat went to Dustin Mangus. You young people, y'all could probably go to That helped pay all that boy's expenses with the children's hospital and some of his brothers and sisters' expenses at Brownwood Hospital. It, it gave him an opportunity to go to college to set him up a little bit of a fund to go to school. This year, folks, he's a senior in high school, just like y'all are. Thank you. Willis, you're a senior? Yeah. The same age you are. Now, I want you to stop thinking about that. Happened when you were 10. He's 17 years Do unto others whatever you want done for you. 
Anybody ever had any medical bills lately? Somebody that hasn't paid? Anybody ever had some expenses that were not counted on that you wish somebody would help you pay? How are we to treat others in our relationships as followers of Jesus if, if we're going to leave the land of good intentions? Now, some of us, I have to be honest, some of you are happy where you are in the land of good intentions. You're not going to change. Nobody's going to change you. Nobody's going to make you change. You're the way you are. You don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm getting close to home in some ways. <coughs> it's interesting if we're going to get out of the land of good intentions got to be like Jesus, really. You've got to emulate his actions and his thought processes. You know, it's interesting this saying doesn't just resonate with Jesus. Actually, it was in old Greek philosophy. It's also in Confucianism, Islam. It's in Zoroastrianism. I, I could go down a whole long list of where this, this Tobit, an apocryphal book in the Bible, and it was taught by Rabbi Hillel, but it's all of those other places. It's taught in the negative. Whatever you don't like done to you, don't do that to others. You get that a little bit better? If you don't want to be bullied, then you don't bully other people. If you don't want to be talked about, then you don't talk about other people. See, a lot of times we, we have people we put on a prayer list. I want to share something with you. If they're on a prayer list, they need to be prayed for and not talked about. You hear me? That's why some people don't want their name on the prayer list because they don't want to be talked about. They want to be prayed for. Jesus cast it, though, in the positive light. He says, do unto others whatever you want done to you. Treat others the way you want to be treated yourself. It's interesting, in the Greek, it's in the imperative, continuous action verb tense. Keep on doing Keep on saying. Keep on treating people like you want to be treated. If you want respect, you treat others with respect. If you want dignity and grace, then you treat others with dignity and grace. If you want mercy shown to you and love, then you show mercy and love to others. Eugene Peterson says it like this, and I like his translation. Here's a simple rule, thumb of God for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do that for them. If we're going to get out of the land of good intentions this next year, folks, then we need to make some changes. then we need to be doing that for others. Most of us here would like to be given the benefit of the doubt. Have you ever been falsely accused and not given the benefit of the doubt? If you're going to give the benefit of the doubt and we want it, then we need to give it. Most of us would like to be treated with respect and importance regardless of our age or our health or our education, whether we're young or old or important or not so important. We all would like to be Nearly all of us here would like a special bit of treatment. <coughs> Have you ever got a special gift you didn't expect and it made you feel good? Have you ever had somebody just surprise you? You go in to eat at a restaurant and you get ready to pay the bill and somebody's already paid the bill for you? Thank you, Dan Lutz. Bought my lunch. My family's lunch not too long ago. Give me a five dollar. Bless you. Nearly all of us. 
Notice what the text doesn't say. Sometimes we need to realize what God's word doesn't say. The text doesn't say, do for others only if they've done something for you. That's the way we treat the Christian charge, isn't it? We tend to treat the Christian charge the same Christian charge as well, right? I mean, I have to be honest, because I get this when I check off what I get sent back. The text doesn't say, do for other people only if they are like you and believe the same way you do. The text doesn't say, do something good for only those who deserve it. The text doesn't say, do something good only for those who are educated and pay their own way and have earned the same standard of living we've earned. The text doesn't say, do only something good for those who speak our same language, English for the most part, maybe Spanish, or who vote the same way we do. The text doesn't say, do only something good for the non-smokers and the non-drinkers and the non-gamblers, etc., etc., etc. The text doesn't say, do something good for only those who have the same moral and faith values. If you look back up above page 631 to Luke 627, New Living Translation, I want you to hear what Jesus said. If you're willing to listen, I say love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, pray for the happiness of those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. If someone demands your coat, give them your shirt also. Give what you have to anyone who asks for it. When things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Keep on doing for others the same kinds of things and treat others the same kinds of ways you would like to be <coughs> Verse 32. Right after verse 31. Do you think you deserve credit for merely listening or for loving those who love you? Even sinners do that. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, is that so wonderful? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, what good is that? Even sinners will lend to their own kind for a full return. So how are we to follow Jesus and how are we to relate to others? How are we to leave the land of good intentions, folks? Action, action, action. Now some of you have a list that you've had for a long time. I have one. It's the good intention list. It's the stuff I want to do and I haven't got procrastination list. I don't like that word, but it's the truth. Sometimes we don't do it because it's too hard to do. Sometimes we don't want to mess with it. Sometimes it's what we, we've been moving it down the list for a long time. And I've got several people here that have, uh, my, my dear friends down here that have stored antiques for years. Y'all know who I'm talking about back there? Didn't y'all have a whole barn full of uh, planned intentions out there for a long time? What you were going to restore, right? Anybody got any projects like that? It's out in the shed. I can't even get in my shed sometimes for all the good intentions that's out there. You know? How are we going to leave the land of good intentions this morning? Well, you've got to put the words of Jesus in concrete action. In our faith and in our daily living. Now, some of you are saying, my brother Jerry, you weren't married to the same person I was married to. You didn't have the same family I had. You have no idea what it's like to have a horse's rear for a father-in-law and have an intervening, noisy mother-in-law. You, you don't have a clue. And you don't have my brother, Pastor Jerry, because all he's done all his life, he's been a pain in everybody's side, and he's caused all kinds of problems for our family. You don't have, and sometimes